0: This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Jane Klein. Sally Lucas is with us again today. Sally, we're heading off. We're heading off to one of my other favourite cities other than Paris, which I talk about all the time. But this city was, or is considered still, I think, to be the Paris of South America. And that's Buenos Aires. Uh Um, A fabulous place. And it's, it's just got, I don't know, it oozes culture and and music and all sorts of things. You know, it conjures up all sorts of things. Um, But don't Mm -hmm. go there if you're vegetarian. Ah. <laughs> <Argentinian> <laughs> it's beef, 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 beef Be- de lomo, beef de carizo, beef de castillo. Everything's beef. i are so proud of their beef and the Argentinian beef, I will have to say, is absolutely stunning. I don't know what they feed them or whether it's the different way of cutting, you know, like in certain countries they do cut their meat differently, but the beef is absolutely fantastic. But if I, you all, I would have to say the best steak I've ever had has been oh, in Argentina. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'd agree. And the the best, best. Malbec. Uh It's the fifth largest producer of Malbec in the world, and a lot of people might not be aware of that. It comes from Mendoza. And honestly, the Malbecs are to die for. So if you've got a nice steak with a nice glass of Malbec, I tell you, it's pretty good stuff. That's a good reason to head there. It is a good reason, and as I said, it's it's more than just uh, beef on offer in Buenos Aires, anyway. But it's uh, uh, many migrants, of course, have contributed to Latin America's um, you know all all the things that are really great about Latin America. So you've got the influence of French, Italian, Spanish, you know, particularly uh, in in that area. And of course, they do love their cafe. So coffee lovers will also love Buenos Aires, and you know their days begin with a cup of cafe con leche, which is you know coffee with milk, and uh, media luna. Which which is actually a, a croissant, which means half moon, media luna. Um, they brush it with a light um, sugar glaze. Um, or they have these criollos, which are dry biscuits served with butter and jam. But the, um, they have espresso and all sorts of coffees as well. And one of the most beautiful cafes I think I've ever been to is the Café Totoni, uh, And it's sort of the doyen of their city cafes, if you like. And it was founded in 1858. And it's only a couple of blocks, blocks from the Pink Palace. Casa Rosada and it's all marble top tables and mirrors and gilt and you know wood paneling and and also the other thing that's amazing in uh, Buenos Aires is is that all the uh, white people are generally men quite often older men very traditionally dressed you know with with the folded cloth over the arm and the you know very the black the, the bow tie the apron um so it's, it's a very old fashioned sort of service, if you like. It's, it's quite, quite different. And they look like they're just, you know, from a bygone era, you know. And even when they, you know, serve coffee, it's all done with a flourish and a glass of water or a accompanying biscuit or a small chocolate. And, and then you've got, of course, the, um, the center or the CBD and which is fa- fabulous for shopping. I mean, I had a leather jacket made there, you know, for $150. Where could you get a leather jacket? And that was like a three quarter length leather jacket. It was only a couple of years ago. So, you know, you, your shopping is good shoes for women I mean you'll go nuts the quality of their leather again is, is fabulous and it's very good quality leather um, then they've got some other lovely areas like uh, Recoletto which is a, um, an interesting area which is um, where the cemetery is where Eva Peron is buried and that's the most interesting cemetery to go through uh, and only the wealthy are basically buried there and some of the size of these you know monuments they've built to people you know who are generals or you know important people, but it's it's one of those very interesting cemeteries to go through, and that's another lovely area with lots of lovely little restaurants and so on there, and it's, there's a beautiful old white church there. It's quite stunning. It's all painted white, and it's just near the the cemetery, which is wonderful as well. Um, and then of course you've got. Uh, your markets there, of course, as well. And as I said, if you can get up into Mendoza as well, not just you know, stay in Buenos Aires, um, you should do that because it's just a beautiful, beautiful area. And you can go and do the trip on a farm, a day trip even out of Buenos Aires, and see the gauchos, as they call them, they're cowboys. Um, I guess it's like city slickers sort of in a, in a in a way. And then they've got the river and you can do these wonderful trips onto the river or even across the river, which we did one day, and ducked across into Uruguay and that is a world heritage listed little village um, over there colonia and it's just beautiful it's just all cobblestone streets and just just really interesting really fabulous place to go and spanish is the spoken or you know their form of spanish which is slightly different again to the the chile or the spanish and the spanish from spain they're slightly different in the way they pronounce some of their words but it's it's quite an easy language to pick up even if you take a little phrase book with you it's Still a Latin-based language like English, so you're not. It's not too difficult, really, if you want to take a bit of time and share a few words with people. And of course, you've got the tango. The tango. I was waiting for you to mention. You're waiting that. for that. And I just to see them in the streets, even like you'll often see couples doing demonstrations just in a little square somewhere with a crowd around them. You know, just looking absolutely stunning. And if you don't want to go to the the, the glitzy sort of tango shows as such, you can go to lots of these little local places, which we did found out where they were tucked away and you see all along one wall is all the gentlemen dressed nicely and all the ladies on the other it's again like a past gone bygone era and they get up and ask them to dance and they you just see local people doing the tango and other forms of Latin American dance as well so yeah it's got a lot going for it it's the climate is very similar to here of course being where it is if you have a look on a map and draw a line across it's pretty similar to sydney um so yes it's a fabulous place to go to um buenos Aires, in particular i haven't done a lot of other travel within um argentina i have been up to Guasu falls which i'd certainly recommend as an addition to do that because i have never seen such stupendous waterfalls in my life you know far surpassing you know even niagara or vict falls you know in zimbabwe it's they're just just so much water you just can't believe how much water there is but yeah put it on your list it's quite good value for money with rates of exchange and there's some fabulous fares to south america at the moment it's very competitive with Qantas going in there now as well as the land and of course aerolinius argentinas so yep put it on your list yes easy listening 103.7 to RFM, We're talking travel For our sponsor Travel World on King Sally Lucas We're now going At a slightly different pace Perhaps to Europe Europe yes And I guess Europe again Like I guess Buenos Aires For some people Conjures up all sorts Of wonderful images Of past bygone eras That I guess We don't experience Here being only A couple of hundred years old So it's lovely To uh, steep yourself In the history I think of Europe And the culture I think that's what We love going there for As Aussies Because we just don't have as much here of course and it's just wonderful to explore some of these cities and countries and what we're going to talk about today is that it's worthwhile that remembering that it's good to travel around Europe by rail it's really efficient. Their rail systems are hugely efficient, and it's often faster than flying. By the time these days, with your extra security, you've got to check in. And you've got to remember, Europe isn't one country, so when you're going between countries, you uh, have to go there the three hours before at the airport, have the security checks and so on. So you could be there by train in a whisker with some of the fast trains now. And, of course, that all, uh, the advent of the, uh, the French, you know, the train Grand Vitesse, of course, which is known colloquially more just as the TGV, um, it revolutionised travel you know on the on the continent of Europe and of course a lot of other countries now have followed suit so there's a lot of fast train services now like Spain has got a very fast train service now as well um, which is called the AVE and then you've got the Germany has the ICE the Intercity Express so there's lots of fast trains where you can actually get over borders and between countries a lot quicker and the, the nice thing is you're sitting there watching the world go by and first class, particularly on Ural, is exceptionally good and good value for money. And, I mean, you've got your dining car and you can just, you know, really relax and it's a nice way to travel around Europe. And some of the stations, I know when I first went to Moscow, which I know isn't part of the Euro, I'm just digressing for a moment, but I couldn't get over the stations and the beauty. It's They're, they're works of art in themselves with sculptures and marble and not, of course, a bit of graffiti in sight or dirt or anything. But you've got some fabulous... Um, railway stations also in Europe. Zurich, for example, is a prime example, is a beautiful railway station, and it's always there now, got permanent artworks on display, and they have Christmas markets within the Zurich railway station, can you believe? And the old um, Atosha station in Madrid is, was turned into a um, huge indoor tropical garden, uh, which opens up behind it now. And Antwerp station is, is beautiful again as well, and Budapest. And so you, you're actually their stations are works of art in themselves. They're not just boring old railway stations. So you're getting to do that travel by wonderful, comfortable rail. And, I mean, it is a very comfortable way. Leather seats, you know, in first class, obviously, it's a very comfortable way to travel. I've done it a few times. I don't know whether you have, Jane, have mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yes, been very good. Yeah, Yeah. and it is a good way of getting around and saving that airport hassle. And as I said, it often is quicker way of getting you from A to B. And see what you've got now. The old days you only had a U rail pass, and that's all there was. But now we've got that's good too. Well, it was, but you've got so many regional passes now, or you know there might be a five country pass or a three country, so you don't have to buy the one long whole rail, which is of course is more expensive because it lets you go to all the countries but you know if you're saying oh well i'm really only going to italy france and spain well you can buy a pass that just does italy france and spain or if you're just going to italy you could buy a trenitalia pass which is just for all the rail travel within italy same in switzerland and so on so rail travel in europe has come a long long way in the last 20 odd years and you really can get around quite safely quite securely um, it's not a hassle it's easy you just got to allow yourself enough time. Sometimes if you're doing a long journey, you might have to change trains. You know what I mean? You might be going from Paris through to Rome, but you might have a change in Milan, for example, depending on what train you've selected and time of day. So always allow yourself enough time to change stations and don't, take a, a big suitcase because you've still got to get that on and off the train. I guess that's the only thing you could say as a disadvantage is you really have to learn to travel fairly light when you're travelling by rail, so you're not lugging a huge suitcase. But a soft bag is easier or a, a you know a large backpack or something like that would be a better way of carrying your luggage around. So mostly you are putting your, your pack up on top yes, of Yes or sometimes there might be a little luggage area, you know, at the end of the carriage. Um, some people say, oh then I can't see and They don't feel that that's safe. So if that's the way you feel, then, then it is better to have it smaller if you want to have it with you. So you know. But obviously, most of these trains, first class are, and daytime travel particularly, is very very safe. You know. I mean, I don't know whether anything much happens nighttime on trains. I mean, I haven't heard of anything or anyone come back complaining of anything being stolen or. You know, you just got to be aware of your own belongings, of course, at all times, and obviously, everyone these days has travel insurance anyway. So, and just make sure you keep your all personal things on you. I'll just digress for a moment for young people. While we were talking Bonaseries a minute ago, I had a phone call from one of my friends whose son was in South America, and again, all these tricks of trade to get your attention away, why people knock off your gear. Just be so careful. This boy was at a bus station in Rosario with a, two Argentinians who was travelling around the country. Two very attractive girls came up and started chatting to them, while one was got his occupation. We got got him, you know, tied up with conversation. The other one had taken his day backpack, which had everything in it: mm. passport, traveller's checks, identification, everything. So, you know, it's, you really must be very careful if you're travelling around train stations, bus stations, to be always aware. Always keep a copy of your passport secreted somewhere else. So if anything like that does happen, it's much easier to get a new one reissued, of course. So just be careful, obviously, but I still think it's a fabulous way to travel. We'll be back talking travel again, thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King, next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on to NURFM 103.7.